0: Hi, this is Jesse with Red Cloaks Radio, and we are speaking with Jacqueline Tagani here today as a special guest from Colorado. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, thanks for having me. And Hi,
1: welcome. Joining me as co-host is Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, sorry, jumped in. So it's such enthusiasm. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I know. So
0: one of the amazing things about social media is that we met. We met through Instagram. Um, I've been following the posts that you guys are putting out and would love it if just first big picture you can give us a sense of how your organization works.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we are the Students Vote No on Prop 115 campaign. I am the campus lead for the CU Denver chapter of the organization. We also in Colorado alone we have CU Fort Collins, CU Boulder, I believe DU, University of Northern Colorado. So it's a pretty big initiative across the state. Um, I know that there are also other projects at different campuses across the nation, and we're all kind of under this umbrella that's part of the Feminist Majority Foundation, as well as Cobalt, which is local to here, and a couple other affiliate organizations as well. So it's a pretty big project that we're doing collectively.
0: That connection across campuses is possible or made more easily because of social media and technology, how did you personally first get involved?
2: So I went through the hiring process, it was actually through a university sponsored job board and I met with Emily Escobar who is our state organizer and did our interview virtually like everything else today and (laughs) got the position and then I just got to, to meet everybody else on my team. So CU Denver specifically has a team of I believe it's six with me included. Um, so we, you know, meet virtually over Zoom and, and chat over Slack, and that's kind of been the the system. <laughs> and what made you
0: interested in getting involved? Yeah,
2: yeah, I just I've been doing some advocacy. So I was also a Fight for Her volunteer. It's another organization in Colorado, and it's it's also um, nationwide as well. So it's the Her stands for Health, um, Education, and Rights. So I volunteered with them in the past and they work to repeal the Helms Amendment and the global gag rule. Um, so I've been involved with this kind of all year and it seemed like a good continuation of my efforts as well as fighting for the rights of other people in Colorado and nationally as well.
0: Were you familiar with feminist majority or COBOL before you got involved? It sounds like you've been paying attention for a while.
2: Yeah, I knew Feminist Majority Foundation a little bit better than I knew COBOL. I had to do some research on my end once I started with the campaign for them. But yeah, I was aware of Feminist Majority Foundation and Miss Magazine too, because we have affiliations with them, obviously.
0: Let's take a closer look at Proposition 115. If you can just talk us through the basic idea of it, that would be great. And then we can dig into some of the history.
2: Yeah, so I actually have the entire ballot initiative here, it's short. So the proposition states that, so the question is, shall there be a change to the Colorado revised statutes concerning prohibiting an abortion when the probable gestation age of the fetus is at least 22 weeks, and in connection therewithin, making it a misdemeanor punishable by a fine to perform or attempt to perform a prohibited abortion, except when the abortion is immediately required to save the life of the pregnant woman when her life is physically threatened, but not solely by a psychological or emotional condition, defining terms related to the measure, including probable gestation, age, and abortion, and accepting from the definition of abortion medical procedures relating to miscarriage or ectopic pregnancy, specifying that a woman on whom an abortion is performed may not be charged with a crime in relation to a prohibited abortion, and requiring the Colorado Medical Board to suspend for at least three years the license of a a licensee whom the board finds performed or attempted to perform a prohibited abortion.
1: Yikes, that's pretty intense.
2: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So in the state of Colorado, we are only one of seven other states that does not have a cap on abortion in terms of the length of the pregnancy. So this bill is trying to put a a ban on any, any abortion that's performed after 22 weeks. So where where is this
1: backlash coming from? Where did this um, denial of humanity backlash come with respect to being faced with a fatal diagnosis of the fetus? Because it's cruel.
2: Absolutely. It absolutely is. Um, from my understanding of it, there's been a, a wave of restrictive abortion bans across the country. And so Colorado seems to just be following suit of their neighbors. And it's an interesting state because the eastern slope or the eastern side of the Rocky Mountains tends to have majority of the population of Colorado. And it's also the most liberal parts of Colorado, whereas the population on the western slope is a little bit more... Old-fashioned, definitely more conservative. I mean, you drive—I drive outside of Denver and even surrounding areas. It's just Trump City, which um, mm-hmm. is just indicative of their, you know, their ideas and their thoughts on abortion and um, things of that nature. So it's definitely kind of almost learning by example in the worst way possible.
0: Colorado had three prior ballot initiatives. In 2008, 2010, 2014, there were attempts to define personhood for a fetus and those all failed. So, you know, I spoke with someone knowing that we were gonna have a conversation with you today and he shared with me that it made no sense and felt like a complete waste of time and money and energy to essentially have this question come back. Then I watched an interview on your uh, public television affiliate where one of the people who's proposing 115 and supporting it felt like, oh, this is a completely different, totally different question. And yet it seems like when you dig in, it is the same question. It's about whether the woman or the person who is pregnant has the right to bodily autonomy or someone else has the right to decide what the pregnant person does with their body. So the words are different, but what it's driving at seems similar. Yeah. How do you distinguish them?
2: From my knowledge of the previous initiatives, they seem to try to completely ban abortion in Colorado. And this one they're trying to pose as a compromise. So they're saying, oh, well, it's reasonable because we're saying you have 22 weeks to figure it out is their logic or thinking, Hmm. Um, which is ridiculous because if anybody who understands this medical procedure knows that right around the 22 week mark of a pregnancy is when a pregnant person finds out about a lethal fetal diagnosis or finds out that their fetus is incompatible with life, that it won't sustain outside of the womb. So they chose this almost arbitrarily as a a compromise, as a reasonable restriction on abortion. Oh my gosh.
0: And this really digs in for us because although we're in different states, we're all really connected. In Massachusetts, we've um, Karen and I have both been to events where we've heard people speak who've had fatal fetal diagnoses. Each day that you're pregnant, things are changing in your body. That's what's happening. So whenever it is you happen to learn this news, it's often very devastating. And the wording that you talked about when you read it is so interesting because the knowledge that a pregnant person could have, that even if they remain pregnant, there will be no living baby at the end is devastating. It's sad. It is horrible. And some of the people it happens to have living born walking around the house children that they're already taken care of. And they have to, in Massachusetts, at least, they literally have to leave Massachusetts and fly all the way to you. And that's where they get compassion. That's where they get health care. Even though we have great health care here, they're denied access. So for many people hearing that Colorado could potentially eliminate that compassion, It's really, it's making people here really unhappy and sad.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how we're so interconnected is we, and this, this ban, not so subtly is an attempt to ban Warren, Dr. Warren Hearn's abortion clinic in Boulder. So he is one of, there's only five clinics in the country that will perform an abortion later in pregnancy. He's one of five. And so it's a very needed medical procedure. And it's something that most pregnant people do not have access to, not even in their home state, but in their region of the country. So there are plenty of people from Massachusetts and elsewhere that have to come specifically to to Dr. Hearn to get this procedure performed.
0: And then the misinformation out there is amazing. So Danny Newsom from Cobalt was interviewed and talked about the rarity of the procedure, that in 2019, there were only 17 Um, Such procedures after 25 weeks very rare because these are people who are finding out new information. She shared the story of Rabbi, who he and his family had the information at that point that Tay-Sachs disease was at play, and for that there's there is no there's no good outcome. There is no healthy baby, and the opponent kept saying over and over, "We know we can save lives. We know that we know for certainty that." we can save 300 lives and they have perfect fingers and toes. And I guess I thought people don't want to talk about the details, but I think we should. The details are you could have perfect fingers and toes, but not be able to live outside of a woman's body. So it's, it's, it's really deceptive, I think, to talk about it like that. What's the messaging there?
2: Well, because we're a student led organization um, and we have a bit of funding through uh, feminist majority foundation and COBOL, but majority of our, Um, organization and organizing has been through social media through limited campus contact obviously because there's not many people on campus right now and even in instances of like CU Boulder they've started to to roll back and and probably shut down within the next few weeks or so so minimal initiative on campus but at this point in time we've worked the student vote and we've done that initiative and now it's just crunch time so we are text banking and phone banking and reaching out to any single individual in the state of Colorado that we can reach to get this proposition shot down because the polling as it stands right now there is a chance that it will pass it's very close
1: oh my gosh really
2: yeah yeah that's that's um a bit of an insider information but it is it's yeah so where does, when students hear
0: about it how did how do they react in general? Like, what do you observe?
2: The student body has overall been very positive. We seem to get the most support from younger voters and the student population. It's there's certainly a bit of backlash, um, but by and large, it's it's coming from from an older, an older population that seems to be against it.
0: I'm looking at your Instagram and I want to shift to talk a little bit about social media because you have beautiful posts. You've got visually um, just really well-designed images and then you have very clear communication so people can take a quick scan and the messages at least I take away when I look at it are I get informed, I get accurate information, I have links about where I can go learn more if I have time and energy to go learn more and then there's a lot of empowering imagery here.
2: Thank you for that. I appreciate that. We've we've worked very hard on our social media. Um and I can't I can't take much credit for it. My team has been absolutely amazing in creating content and reposting content. So the basic structure of our social media campaign is that COBOL and Feminist Majority Foundation and the state organizers have predetermined content that we post, but then we also have the freedom to create our own. So a lot of the posting that you see on there is just my team on Canva, making these really beautiful graphics and putting a lot of heart and effort into it. And it's really amazing to see.
0: The messages about voters and getting out there and being engaged, really empowering, because it's showing that you might be upset about this issue, but here's how you can channel your anger, your frustration into doing something that would actually make a difference. Amazing. Um, also, I was really struck by, and I was showing Karen earlier, the art videos where we can see time-lapse photography on the TikTok um, of someone whose hands are making work. Is that someone on your team or is that being shared?
2: No, nope, that's on my team. Her name is Emily and she's fantastic. She's such a good artist and they're just, they're really powerful videos. I know one of them that she posted on TikTok last I checked had over 6,000 views, so it's, it's really <laughs> getting the message out there. Well,
0: it's amazing because she's shown by doing this time lapse photography, and anyone who's listening should go to No One One Five CU Denver or No One Fifteen CU Denver on Instagram and take a look because you can see Emily's hands then carving and then making these beautiful block prints. It's it's really great. It just shows like what one person is capable of. It looks magical. Yeah, and it's yet it's got energy. a lot of advocacy packed in there. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, doing it. What are ways
0: What are ways that people can find you or reach out if they wanted to get to know more?
2: Yeah, so our specific handle is at um, No on One Hundred and Fifteen CU Denver. That's for Instagram and Twitter. You can also go to Cobalt's website, Feminist Majority Foundation's website, um, Vote No One Hundred and Fifteen campaign wide website for the state of Colorado. So there's a lot of resources out there for people to learn more. And then Ballotopedia obviously has just some good, factual, nonpartisan information of the ballot initiative as well.
0: And what are uh, pieces of information people should know about voting? Do you have early voting? If someone happens to listen from Colorado, what should they know?
2: So the state of Colorado actually makes it very easy to register to vote. So anytime you have an interaction with the DMV, whether you're registering your vehicle, changing your license over, you are automatically registered. So that's a really, easy system to work with. Um, And we also are already automatically sent our mail-in ballots. So most of us have already received it and a lot of us have already voted. So I think the last I saw the statistics, there were 300,000 Coloradans that had already voted. Mm -hmm. So it's a very easy system. Um, You can always check in with your county clerk if you have any questions or need more information or need to track your ballot. Um, otherwise they make it pretty easy. They also send you email updates when they received your ballot or when your ballot is out in the mail for it to come to you. So uh, Colorado makes it simple. <laughs> what are you studying? So I'm an international studies major. I'm focusing on African studies and social justice. Awesome. Not a traditional student. But... Terrific.
0: <laughs> there is an intergenerational need for people to cooperate and work together, which clearly is happening in your organization. And then there's some people who are Afraid that younger people maybe take for granted, and maybe even younger than you in high school age, but that younger people may take for granted the reproductive rights that are in place right now. Because Roe versus Wade was decided almost 50 years ago, and here we are with things having been, as Karen always says, chipped away at for so long. And yet you probably you've grown up having a set of rights that weren't so secure when I was a kid or Karen was a kid. How do you see, not that anyone can speak for their whole generation, but how do you see people that you are advocating with looking at the long haul ahead to make sure that things really are secure for the generation that follows after you?
2: Yeah, I think my generation specifically, so I'm a millennial, I'm 26. um, I feel that we have grown up with the security of this right, but I also think that we're very socially aware and we're understanding or coming to understand that it's not guaranteed, that it can be repealed, that other laws can be enacted statewide. And I think kind of across the social spectrum that we're really advocating for change. I think that my generation and, and even younger generations and generations above me are really starting to come together to say that we, as a people, need to fight for these rights to be either be preserved or to be enacted because no one else is going to do it for us. Well, we feel the same way here in Massachusetts, and I don't know
1: if Jesse's spoken to you about the Massachusetts Roe Act, which we have been advocating for since January of 2019. And despite intense uh, public hearings and testimony in June of that year, it has the bill still stays in a uh, joint committee joint judiciary committee and there's no transparency we don't know what's going on except if some someone knows someone who knows someone will tell us well i think they're counting the votes you know we just don't know and um, our our bill seeks to remove bans and barriers that um uh, just disproportionately affect people of color, people with little means, people with without the education to understand, people without the language, people who don't live in safe homes, uh, people who are you know victims of domestic violence or campus campus viol- violence, campus sexual assault. And one of those bans is that for us here in Massachusetts, it's 24 weeks is the limit. Um, but, but it doesn't make any difference if it's 22 or 24. We've heard testimony from women who were in their, th- their the thirties weeks of finding out um, about the diagnosis. Uh, we are also uh, trying to, we, we have a procedure here, uh, a legal procedure called judicial bypass, wherein people under 18 um, who are unmarried must get the consent of an, one adult in order to obtain an abortion otherwise they have to go before a judge and answer a question are they mature enough to have an abortion now that that assumes that these young people even know that, that this is a, a is, is a choice it's not a great choice but it's a choice so if you're talking about a 15 or 16 year old person does not live in a safe home and can't or, or is homeless or the parents, you know, just away somehow. Um, any number of of reasons they must know about this this choice. they must know they have to hire an attorney. They must know that they have to get transportation to go before the judge and that the judge is then going to ask this question when the real question should be are you mature enough to start a family right now is that what you'd like to do with your life i don't remember how many years it's been uh, jesse 20 years 30 years where this process has been in place for uh, almost none and by by that i mean one or two people have been denied no one gets denied access to abortion after going through this horrendously frightening, humiliating confrontation appearance before a judge. And uh, the judge, of course, has no, no legal authority to report any suspected cases of uh, abuse to the police, whereas a, a medical professional does. What, what does your experience tell you about the needs for young people
2: Yeah, I I think that's a great question. There's a lot to unpack there. So it's interesting to me that many anti-choice advocates, because we don't, we don't call them pro-life, they're Mm -hmm. um, anti-choice, they won't That advocate for better sexual health education in schools. They won't, they'll advocate to defund Planned Parenthood, even though one percent or something of all of their services or abortion services and they provide a lot of really necessary information and care for for teens and young adults and so I think personally that we very much need to revamp our sexual education system. I remember I actually grew up in Connecticut so right next door to to (laughs) y'all and I remember the only sex ed class that I was really given was just all scare tactic. It was all about STDs. There was nothing about about contraceptives really there was nothing about abortion care it was just to frighten you and so when i became sexually active i had a wonderful doctor thank god and she asked if i was sexually active and i said yes and she said would you like to discuss contraceptive options and i said yes that would be great and we decided on one together and she said do you want your parents to know? And I said, no, thank you. And so she took an <laughs> insurance statement for me, but it's this culture of silence and shame around sexes and sexual education and sexual health is just so detrimental, not only to, to teenagers and young adults, but to people later on in life that still don't feel comfortable then talking to their kids and telling them the information that they need to know.
0: And it ends up feeling like those are the very people who write things like this ballot initiative. It's like this cycle of ignorance, this cycle of shame, this cycle of authority, that really just prevents people from thriving.
2: Yeah.
0: And there's no real benefit. It's just power. And, it feels like just power and control. And people can make their own decisions about their own morality, but putting it on someone else is not helpful.
2: Right. Right. If you don't want an abortion, then don't get one. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> just. Don't yeah. have
2: it and be on your way, right? It should not be. We don't concern ourselves with other people's medical decisions, and this shouldn't be an exception to that.
0: We really so much appreciate your taking time out to talk with us. It's great to meet someone who's doing such wonderful work and collaboratively with other people, helping get that message out. And we will do our part to share what's going on there, too.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. And I'll be sure to share your message as well. Yes, and good luck. We'll be watching the polls. Thank you, we're going to need to keep up the great work.